Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How in the hell are you? It's uh, Wednesday. Happy hump day to you. And boy, howdy. We got a lot of news to make our way through over the next couple of hours. Most of it's stupid. And the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Right off the bat, uh, you know, if you're in the Texas panhandle and you're uh, dealing with uh, what are some pretty devastating wildfires that we're looking at today, uh, and our prayers go with you, uh, the, the governor has declared a state of emergency. Uh, I know this this nuclear weapons plant in Carson City, or Carson County, rather, uh, has been evacuated. They're not saying the the plant itself is at risk, but if you're looking at the video, it's it's this is pretty bad. Uh, so keep those folks uh, in our in our thoughts and prayers. I know some people don't like that, but I don't care. Pretty bad fires. Um, beyond that, uh, tomorrow is uh, obviously uh, going to be a very interesting day in the little old our little old news cycle. As uh, we have two presidential appearances along the border, if you will. One guy who's not actually the president anymore. He's just a warm body they shove out there. He's going to be in Brownsville. Uh, oh, Since Monday, uh, 15 of the 35 border stations that we have uh, reported triple-digit numbers of folks coming over illegally in Brownsville. Uh, since Monday, they've had 12. So you get right on top of that, Joe. And then we'll get to Nuremberg. <laughs> well, we'll we'll get to Ron here in a second. All right. Trump, on the other hand, is going to be an eagle is going to be at Eagle Pass. As, as we pointed out to you yesterday, uh, Trump announced, and it, what a foxy move on his part. Uh, Trump announced uh, a week ago that he was going to be an Eagle Pass today. The going fiction uh, or the standard fiction we're hearing now out of the administration is that no joe's been planning this for a long time you know we we got a crisis going on here so he's got to be in brownsville uh trump is riding in on his coattails which is absolute bullcrap very obviously when they found out trump was going to be there joe needed to be there as well uh it accomplishes a couple of things uh first off from a media perspective they can cover Biden and ignore Donald Trump, which is what they're going to do. And, you know, we, we do have uh, something resembling an election coming up uh, in a handful of months. And uh, this, is, this is why all of a sudden you're hearing uh, the administration talk about the crisis at the border and how they inherited a broken immigration system. This, of course, is Donald Trump's fault. It's my fault because I voted for Donald Trump twice. This despite the fact that for three freaking years they acted like this wasn't even going on. You, you, you know, we're not stupid. It wasn't that long ago when the standard mythology you were hearing on a regular basis is this is a mega conspiracy. Trump is trying to make this out to be a problem. It's, it doesn't really freaking exist. But they had to acknowledge it for two reasons. First off, yeah, you have this election rolling in uh, and they're on the campaign trail. Joe's not, but they are. And plus, it, the problem, when, it, when, when upwards of 15 million freaking people have rolled in here, and you got all kinds of nasty crap going on as a result, whether it's fentanyl, trafficking, good old-fashioned crime and violence, people are living this stuff. And so, to continue with the the statement or the 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 lie that this isn't actually happening, well, it's just untenable. You can't do it anymore. It's too big. It's gotten too bad. So now the the explanation is, well, yeah, it's bad, but this uh, this the, you know this was Trump's fault. We inherited a broken system. It's all a farce. Now, as far as Nuremberg, who yeah, I didn't give a crap about this town. Sorry, Ron. This town, for a guy like Ron Nuremberg, is a, it's a resume piece. He's polishing his, uh, his credentials to get a seat at the big table down the road. At least that's what guys like Nuremberg think. And I just want, he's going to be in uh, Brownsville tomorrow, you know, at the epicenter of, of the illegal immigration crisis that they inherited from Donald Trump. 
Ron Nuremberg, who oversees a town that is supposed to uh, not be a sanctuary city because of state law. And yet, we how we conduct business is a whole different story. And don't even get me started on the, you know, the the hangers where they're stuffing illegals. And God knows however many hotels and motels across this town are doing the same damn thing at the behest of the government using your tax dollars. He's got a bit. Of, he's going to be in Brownsville, you know, to, to hang out with Joe and get some get some selfies. And I just want to offer up a piece of advice to the mayor. Ron, bring a little chapstick, okay? Maybe a little thing of Carmex. Because when you start applying your lips to the left left ass cheek of the establishment, white, racist, misogynist, little kid sniffing president, who was also corrupt and possibly a traitor, you don't want any uh, dry skin going on with the lips. People have dry... We got to deal with dry skin this time of year in, in South Texas anyway, Ron. So bring a little Carmax so you can grease up the lips there. And when you apply your lips to his left ass cheek, you know, you, you're not going to have any chafing. Mm-hmm. This is the sound of Ron Nuremberg kissing the president's butt. Mm-hmm. Should be an exceptional day for you. Might get some national coverage, dude. James, I think he'll probably get a national camera, national camera on him. Ron loves the national spotlight. So he's only going to have to look up now and again from kissing Joe Biden's butt cheeks uh, to, get, to do a cutaway with MSNBC on occasion. Joe won't because he can't handle it. He, he doesn't know what to say. Joe's just going to turn around and say, Hey, champ, what are you doing? Kissing my ass. <laughs> I used to have to pay good money for that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Sometimes I get Hunter and Joe screwed up, you know, and I, I swap them out. Oh, by the way, Hunter Biden uh, is appearing to do something today. He's going to give a, what is he giving, a deposition or some damn thing? Uh, he's already up there on the hill. Is he? Well, listen, that little tiger got a haircut. That little guy got a haircut. He's taking this seriously, dude. And he didn't do any blow for breakfast in preparation. And got a nice trim haircut so he looks like a responsible human being. It's all a farce, man. So I uh, tomorrow is going to be a fun day on the radio, <laughs> to say the least, man. Because look, Donald Trump knew ex- Donald Trump also did not have to announce he was going to be an Eagle Pass. He could have just showed up, right? He announced it a week in advance. Why? Because he knew Biden's creepy old ass is going to be out there somewhere in the, along the border. You got to take the spotlight off of Trump. He knew it. Trump is playing the Biden administration like a freaking fiddle on this thing. Because what you're going to end up with tomorrow will be a two comparing or two contrasting images. You know, a guy addled with dementia who doesn't even know where the hell he is doing photo ops with, you know, ass kissers like Ron Nuremberg in Brownsville where they probably had three dudes, three Ecuadorians, try to get across the border over the past week. Joe's going to appear weird and out of touch because he's, well, weird and out of touch. And then you'll have, uh, and you know, then you'll have uh, Trump in Eagle Pass, who will be talking to border people, who will be talking to folks who are suffering this crap. And uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun on the radio. For a not very fun uh, situation. Nuremberg's traveling over four hours from <laughs> to Brownsville. Do it again. Maybe a little Listerine, Ron. You know, a little Listerine, some uh, Carmex to keep the uh, lips nice and, you know, lubed. Was he even invited? <laughs> Do you think he told other mayors, I got dibs? No, but I, I think when Nuremberg's name comes up at the administration level, they're like, who? <sighs> who, who? Heavy sigh. Who's I this? Roll. Oh, the guy in San Antonio, right. <laughs> the guy who's not a Castro in San Antonio. <laughs> Biden will look over at him kissing his butt cheeks and, and Ron's complexion next to Joe's lily white uh, skin complexion. Joe will be like, oh, I got a migrant down here coming up to say hi to me. Uh, what's your name, Pedro? Oh, uh, it's it's Ron N- Nuremberg. I'm, I'm the mayor of San Antonio. What? <laughs> Where? <laughs> Oh, is that where that guy peed on the Alamo? You know, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Your thoughts on anything that just tumbled out of my mouth? It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. The Sean Rima Show.
The 2024 Race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back 21 minutes after 9. I'm Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. And we'll get to the uh, mayor of Athens who was just shouted down during a press conference uh, when he's talking about this young nursing student who was murdered by an illegal immigrant. He's a Democrat, and they're, you know, not, not an established sanctuary city, but apparently Athens uh, acts like a, like, a, like a sanctuary city, kind of like we do here. <laughs> and when a guy's talking about immigration policy, a, a bunch of folks started screaming at him. You know, <laughs> uh, they were not pleased uh, with what he had to say about immigration in regards to this particular crime. Uh, phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Um, now, we got a couple of uh, stories that are circling around this business of, uh, of the economy and the rough road people are having just putting food on the table. You got the CEO of Kellogg's. What do they sell at Kellogg's? Oh, right, freaking cereal. I have to eat a fair amount of cereal these days because I need the fiber. Okay, I got to eat a lot of fiber. So I, I have to eat boring cereal right now. I didn't eat cereal for years because I hate milk. Milk grosses me out. So now I'm one of those people that, that eats cereal with almond milk. Because there's there are almond farms out there. almond dairies where they raise almonds specifically so they can be milked and provide me with a non-milk substance to use on my cereal I I know a lot of Gen Zers who live on cereal for whatever reasons but the CEO of Kellogg's Gary is it uh, Pilnick Pilnick is uh, is now getting a lot of flack because uh, I forget where he was I think it was an interview or something but he's on TV Talking about how, you know, we've had a 15% rise in food costs. Uh, and that's why he thinks it's important to message to uh, the consumers of the United States of America that maybe one thing they can do is eat cereal for dinner. Have some super sugar crisp or sugar pops or sugary bits of coated sugar uh, for dinner because it's cheaper. Now, wrap your mind around that crap for a second, okay? A guy who sells cereal wants you to eat more cereal. And people are sort of reacting badly to that. Uh, They're saying uh, it's a smidge tone deaf, which it is a smidge, actually a freaking lot. (laughs) tone. There's a lot of tone deafness going on with this statement. This on the heels of my lunch with my daughter yesterday at McDonald's. We went to McDonald's. It's kind of a tradition with her and I since she was a little kid. It's a rhyme of tradition, actually, in a weird way. My mom used to, used to take me to McDonald's when I was a kid. I take my kid to McDonald's, and she's 22 now, and we did our McDonald's date yesterday. Dude. <laughs> Two people for lunch. It was damn near 30 bucks. Damn near thirty dollars, and I got to I got two of those hot and spicies off the dollar menu. Damn near thirty bucks, man. Did you supersize anything? No, it was regular old size. Dang, twenty eight dollars. And then I, uh, you know, uh, uh, my other kids were at home, so uh, they had both going to work. So I got picked up some stuff for them, and that was like an additional nineteen dollars. You know, uh, uh, James pointed this out to me, John. I don't know if you've heard about this—the Wendy's price surging thing. I didn't hear about this yesterday. I this is the first time hearing about it, but they're announcing uh, a twenty million dollar investment on how I I don't know I I don't get the money investment, but on how they price things. I guess they're going to have new menu boards that uh, you can change at will because they're going to do something called dynamic pricing, right? Mm-hmm. Where if a lot of people are going into Wendy's, the price goes up. Now, the la- I actually, we don't eat at Wendy's. Ver- I, I don't <laughs> think they have to worry about that. I don't think they have to worry about that either, <laughs> man. The Wendy's on my... Anytime I drive by a Wendy's, it's like they'll be giving you away free very soon. There's, not, there's nobody in the parking there. lot. The last time, we went to Wendy's maybe six months ago just because we wanted something different, you know? 
Holy crap, man. Oh. I think we dumped like 70, 80 bucks. So yeah, Living I wouldn't I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry, dude. Yeah, I my and I'm you know, I'm not trying to screw with anybody in my neighborhood, but on, on my road, New Gilbo Road, we have a Wendy's. There's never anybody there. It's mm. barren, man. It certainly is. So I, I you know. <laughs> when when fast food we're at the point now, and I brought this up on where and Ryman Trey had a, a had a good point, you know, we're at the point now where fast food used to be the cheapo you know option, right? You, you don't want to spend a lot of money. You go to fast food, right? And now fast food costs what going to a normal restaurant used to cost. You know, you used to be able to go to like Chili's or any number of, uh, of you know, actual freaking restaurants where they pre- prepare actual food, you know. Used to be for my family unit, you know, around, I don't know, 60, 70 bucks for all of us to sit down at a restaurant. You're paying that now at Mickey D's, man. But you know, we got to go Rosie the Riveter on things and start eating, start doing our our part and eating cereal for for dinner, man. You're being a bad American if you don't eat cereal for dinner tonight. Yeah, I'm serious. What's your anybody got a favorite cereal? <laughs> I'm trying to think of one of my if I really like eating, you know, if I had, you know, what cereal I prefer because I'm going to be eating eating it for dinner now. Right. I always like sugar pops. I thought those were cool. I got to eat the boring stuff now because of the colon thing. Yeah, that's what I eat. Right. You eat bran stuff? Yeah, raisin bran. Fiber. And grape nuts, and then I mix it with uh, yogurt. Yeah, grape nuts. It's like eating gravel, man. Don, do you eat grape nuts? Do you eat cereal? Do you do cereal? No. No? Is it because no, of the milk thing or what? No, I just don't. You know, I just I, I was never a big cereal guy. Well, you started living on your own when you were like nine. So you 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 <laughs> you were eating adult food at nine. You know, basically yeah, I had no choice. Had no choice. I, I I think that the Frosted Flakes were probably my cereal of choice. Those were good. When I was a kid. But yeah, I do like uh, Honey Nut Cheerios. I, I I enjoy a bowl of Honey Nut Cereals. But you know, we again, let's do our part for God and country and start eating cereal for dinner. Okay. You Gen Zers won't notice a difference. <laughs> These are people who eat Hot Pockets for breakfast, you know, and, and Cap'n Crunch for dinner. So you guys won't notice a difference, right. but the adults in the room, we're going to start eating cereal for dinner. Got to take a break. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 107. I'm Sean. Trey's doing his sixth annual uh, drive to end hunger here in San Antonio with the food bank. I'll tell you about that in a few minutes. But uh, uh, just hanging out here for a second. Again, the phone lines are open. Anything you want to comment on, 210-599-5555. We're also keeping an eye on these uh, these wildfires, uh, which just looks like hell on earth up in the panhandle uh, north of Amarillo. So we'll uh, keep an eye on that. It's a pretty bad situation. The governor has declared a state of emergency for certain counties up there. So we'll let you know the latest on that. But, you know, I've made no secret of it. And this is something, frankly, that brings my wife a certain amount of social shame. My my wife, it, it shames her whenever I say that, yes, I am, in fact, a Trekkie. I, I love Star Trek. I think smart people watch Star Trek. Stupid people watch Star Wars. I'm one of those people. I, I judge you. I will judge you depending on whether or not you're a Trekkie or a Star Wars fan. Who I am. Uh, lifelong fan of Bill Shatner. There's a new documentary coming out about. I just got an eye roll from James. Are you a star, you're a Star Wars guy, aren't you? See, you millennials. Well, you're not a millennial. We're Gen X. What happened to you? I don't know, but apparently now I'm stupid. <laughs> you're not stupid. I'm just being over the top. Oh, okay. Just think a little differently about people who like Star Wars over Star Trek. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I don't mean that. I'm not saying that includes you. I'm just saying. So there was also a new documentary coming out about Will Shat- uh, Bill Shatner that I want to see because I'm a huge Shatner fan. Who isn't? Well, I'll tell you who isn't. <laughs> we know this <laughs> oh, one. my. George Takai. What's wrong, George? He wouldn't kiss you like he kissed you, Hura? <laughs> yeah, sorry, George. You didn't get the first TV gay kiss with Bill Shatner and Uhura got the uh, first interracial kiss there? Are we feeling a little slighted, buddy? It's, it's you know, it's Trek lore that Bill Shatner and George Sakai hate each other's... Well, George hates William Shatner. 
William Shatner, I get the feeling, is kind of amused by the whole thing. George Takai hates William Shatner because in one of those really horrible Star Trek movies, uh, most of them sucked. Uh, Wrath of Khan was great. The one with the whales is I'm still embarrassed by. But I guess in one of the Star Trek movies, Takai thought he wasn't getting enough FaceTime. That sounded wrong, but you know what I mean. And he's also, now he's Mr. Gay Advocate Guy. He's gay. George Sakai is gay. He's a gay Japanese-American. Uh, and he made the news yesterday for a stupid reason. Um, he, uh, <laughs> and I, this is people who are doing this, or, you know, over the Lake and Riley murder. You people are sick, man. And George, that includes you. Oh, my. I said it. That's right. Speaker Mike Johnson, uh, I still say tweet, I'm sorry. Every parent and every American is saddened and outraged to hear about the loss of University of Georgia student Lake and Riley. Our prayers are with her family and our friends as they mourn this tragedy. And he goes on to talk about the illegal immigration crisis. George Takai, George Oh My Takai, uh, shares Mike Johnson's post with this. I know your type of politician. Men like you smeared my community during World War II by preying upon people's fears of others who don't look like them. It led to the internment and uh, of 125,000 shattered lives. That's supposed to be an of instead of an and, George. It led to the internment and uh, 125,000 shattered lives. Well, I guess he's got it right, but it's clunky as hell, isn't it? Ain't going to be reading no novels by uh, George Sakai anytime soon. Uh, they mourn this tragedy. Uh, it, it, well, uh, I'm sorry, I got my tweets mixed up. Uh, 125,000 shattered lives never again, says George Sakai. In other words, okay, if, if you link the death of Lake and Riley to the illegal scumbag who took her life, it's like you want to put immigrants, migrants, into internment camps. Just like we did to the Japanese in California at the end of, during World War II. You know why? Because George Sakai has only two cards in his deck, okay? The, the, the homophobia card, which he plays on Shatner all the time. Because, I don't know, Shatner wouldn't kiss him on set. I don't know. And the Japanese internment card. Oh, holy God, dude. I had warp factor bullcrap. This is about the internment of the Japanese at, at World War II. Seriously? George, nobody cares. You know what you're never going to see at, at Walmart? The George Takai film box set. You know what I mean? You're never going to see any uh, any box sets at Walmart in a $5 bin of, of the great works of George Takai. You know why? You were Sulu, dude. You were Sulu. You're still Sulu. Have you seen this guy do Hamlet anytime recently? You're Sulu, man. Live with it. Face it. Wrap your arms around it. And give it a big old gay kiss. That's who you are. And we'll, and George, I want you to listen very carefully if you're monitoring this broadcast, okay? William Shatner was your boss on the, on the bridge of the Starship Enterprise. And the other difference, George, is that people like Bill Shatner. He's an interesting guy. You're Sulu. Okay, dude? You're Sulu. And this isn't going to lead to the internment of migrants <laughs> in camps in California. Come up with some new material, dude. 210-599-5555. Oh, my. You know, don't you think maybe George came on to Bill Shatter? Shatter was a good-looking guy back then, man. Would you not agree? I'm just saying, maybe George, you know, was kind of sweet on... I'm just saying it sounds like George is upset over something that's a little more than a bit more FaceTime, you know, uh, in Star Trek V. Maybe Bill didn't want to kiss George or something. I don't know. I love gay people. I'm not anti-gay. I'm just anti-George Takai. And, dude, it's kind of sick. You're linking internment camps to be protective of an illegal psychopath who killed a 22-year-old woman. Get a grip on yourself, man. And not in the usual way. 210-599-5555. Yeah, uh, Trey is doing his sixth annual Drive to End Hunger uh, with the food bank. 
they need money. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it to you. I mean, they, you got the 15% rise. That's the number we're talking about this week, a 15% rise in the cost of food. they got to buy food like everybody else. Uh, they serve over 100,000 folks here in San Antonio a week, and their biggest need is cash. You can still drop stuff off, and I'll give you the sponsors here in a minute. They're all drop-off locations if, in fact, you want to donate food. But again, uh, your cash donation would be appreciated. You, you can do that at KTSA.com. Uh, $1 feeds seven people. Brought to you by our friends at John Wayne Service Company and in part by the Institute for Functional Health and the Pelize Law Firm. And all sponsors, again, are drop-off locations. So do some good. Help out uh, my brother Trey with the sixth annual Drive to End Hunger at KTSA.com. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back on a very busy day. Five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Well, you know, let's dip into this thing uh, outside the Israeli embassy uh, in in, in San... uh, I'm sorry, in, in D.C., uh, with some of the really bizarre reactions we've seen to Aaron Bushnell, who was an active duty airman, uh, who set his own ass on fire outside of the Israeli embassy in D.C. Uh, this past weekend. He's a 25-year-old dude uh, who, as he, again, doused himself with some kind of substance uh to to light him up uh free palestine uh, as he burned and he he died and uh i guess we were talking to van talking to van camp a few minutes ago and i guess there's some other jackass that's that's out there i guess calling for armed revolution or something to stop the genocide you'll hear this on mark the van camp and robbins coming up but i guess the guy was wearing a, a covid mask it's just kind of you know funny in its own right uh, but, you know, famously yesterday we were talking about Cornell West and, uh, you know, how uh, this guy is basically a hero. Uh, Jill Stein, who is the Green Party presidential candidate, yeah, because that's going to work, posted on X, rest in power, Aaron Bushnell. I will no longer be complicit in genocide, free Palestine. May his sacrifice deepen our commitment to stop genocide now. And when she uh, uh, X'd this or whatever it's called, she had an image there of his, you know, that guy on fire. Um, this is so beyond stupid. You know, I, 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 I don't know how do I even begin. Look, first off, if the guy's such a hero, I guess more more Democrats are going to be setting their own asses on fire. Is that how we're going to roll here? Because you know what? If you're calling Aaron Bushnell a hero, you are encouraging other people to set themselves on fire. And you know what? And I'm not doing that. Here's my public service uh, for the day. Whatever you do, don't set yourself on fire. It is one of the worst ways a person can die. Uh, it, It is to set yourself on... First off, yeah, this ain't Vietnam and you ain't no Tibetan monk. All right, it's 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 a stupid, stupid thing to go on one of your hunger strikes. <laughs> there you go. Let's get a good old fashioned hunger strike going on outside the Israeli embassy in D.C. That, that, that you can make your, your your point known. I am telling you, don't again, don't set yourself on fire. We're looking at these raging wildfires up there uh, above Amarillo. It's just it's beyond stupid, man. But you know what? Despite people like me going on the air and saying, don't set yourself on fire, somebody's going to do it. Somebody else is going to set their own ass on fire to fight genocide in Gaza. And I, I, you know, I'm looking at I heard Jack talking about it last night, and then I, you know, I was thinking about it myself. And how much you want to bet there are other uh, idiot Democrats who end up setting themselves on fire. And I was reminded of one of my favorite novels 
and this is a bit of a, of a trip in the Wayback Machine here, but do you remember, it was a Robin Williams movie uh, years ago in the early 80s called The World According to Garp. It was written by a guy named John Irving, who also wrote, uh, this was a, a big movie, uh, The Cider House Rules. Set, he's like Stephen King, sets a lot of his uh, novels in New England. And in The World According to Garb, and I, I, I actually never saw the movie, but I did, I, was, I did read the book when it came out. It came out in 1978, so I read it in the early 80s. I read the book instead of the, watching the movie. And in the, the story of The World According to Garb, there are these extremist feminists who stand in solidarity with an 11-year-old girl who was raped at the age of 11, and the rapist cut her tongue out. And in the story, when the novel takes place, she's actually a grown woman. And extreme feminists, in solidarity with her, cut out their own tongues. And it's an old book. You're probably not going to read it, so I'll, I'll blow the ending. But at the end of it, okay, the the now adult young girl who was raped and, ha- and had her own tongue cut out just starts pleading with these people, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't, that's ridiculous. And I kind of have that feeling with this. It's, it's almost like this would be a good thing to set yourself on fire and show a little solid, solidarity with this Bushnell idiot. And I'm, I'm just telling you, Democrats of today and leftists of today, they're that stupid. They're that, they're that bovine and moronic. The damn skippy, probably someone else is going to set their ass on fire, too. That's how insipid this has gotten. Yeah, you know, it's just, it, it, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not bringing this story up to, because I want to dive into the Israeli conflict, conflict right now. I think they should have turned that whole damn region into a mirror 72, 72 hours after Jan, you know, October seventh. That's just me. They should have got her done like fast. But it, it's the mindset. It's the mindset. Uh, of the people that we're talking about, whom I call morons, because that's what we're talking about the the reusable base of the Democratic Party that's just sort of always there, and that it's largely populated by low info, stupid people, even people with college degrees, but they're morons nonetheless. And if the right person tells them that Israel is bad, they're engaging in genocide. What happens is that these morons and try to outwoke each other, right? Let me tell you how anti-Israel I am. Let me show you what a badass I am because I'm so anti-Israel. They have no idea. Most of these people, you, you shove a microphone in their face. They don't have even you know a molecule's worth of an understanding of world history, let alone Middle Eastern history, let alone the history of our alliance with Israel, let alone. What it really would mean for planet Earth if America, if the United States of America and Israel went away, you'd be living on a whole different planet the day after that. But they're such drones, they're so thoughtless and soulless, and they're so very stupid that as far as Bushnell and his efforts to outwoke anybody else around him, the dude set his own ass on fire. And I, I say on a regular basis, how do you get around that level of stupid? Because you can't have a conversation with a person like that. And, and, and it's not just Bushnell or, you know, whomever else manages to light themselves up, you know, to protest Israel. But it's also all the young morons, you know, traipsing around, uh, you know, you want to use the P word? Yeah, in their privileged little lives. Drinking $12 lattes while wearing a, a hijab they purchased on Amazon. Their fists in the air, talking out of their butts about genocide. It's all the same vibration. It's all the same energy flow. It's stupidity at a historic level. So by all means, turn this Bushnell weirdo uh, into a freaking folk hero. <laughs> Because to me, if you see a guy who lights himself on fire as somehow being, that's somehow being a courageous act in anything other than the manifestation of deep emotional and mental issues, you're just as stupid as he is. Or was, sorry.
before he turned himself into a road flare. You know, I, I, I just it, it's 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 mind boggling the ignorance of people in this moment we're in. And I say all the time, yeah, sure, we'd love to get Donald Trump back in office. I'm pretty cynical as far as how or if that's going to happen. Uh, because when you're dealing with, with uh, these people who are so greedy for power, and yeah, I tossed Nuremberg in on that one, uh, going on his ass-kissing trip tomorrow to Brownsville. You can get Trump in, but how do you get around stupid? How do you get around stupid? How do you turn this ship around when you have legions of stupid people who are just steering that ship right back into uh, right back, back over the cliff? Your ship is about to go over the cliff, and you're pushing it. How do you get around that level of stupid? I don't know. But maybe you think I'm being horrible or I'm cold-hearted. You know, here I am making jokes about some moronic uh stooge outside of the israeli embassy who just you know took a shower in gasoline and set himself up now i'm sorry he he engaged in a supreme act of stupidity that you are not a deep intellectual if you set yourself on fire outside of the israeli embassy in dc to protest something that's not actually going on that's pretty much, in my opinion, the very definition of a moron. And I don't care that the guy's dead. It was a stupid thing to do. Stupid thing to do. Really, truly. But maybe you're upset with what I'm saying. Maybe you think I'm being soulless or hard-hearted. And uh, maybe I'm, I'm not seeing something. Maybe you can enlighten me as to how and why that was a courageous act. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear it. I'd pay good money to hear it. I don't have any money, but I would. Call me up, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 uh, KTSA. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, we're back 21 minutes after 10 on Newstalk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. I'm Chang. Talking about the moron that set himself on fire outside the Israeli embassy. What do you make of that sort of behavior? Let's go to Mo. Mo, how are you? John, how you doing, brother? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Hey, I think it's the liberal media that flipped this guy. They're complicit in this guy's craziness, suicide. Because, you know, they always promote their one-way of story, TV, to you know, uh, right. social media. They flipped this guy. They, they turned him into a crazy guy. And, you know, with the liberal media... When they do what they do, man, I, I don't see how, how that's going to stop. There's going to be more knuckleheads out there. Unfortunately, there probably will be, you know, and yeah. that's what's so ridiculous about it, or sick, actually. You're, you turn this guy into a hero? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, and then like, do you see what I'm saying, though, about the psychology of these people, that it's really about outwoking each other, oh. whether, they, whether they know what they're talking about or not? Because that's what this feels like. Like, I'll show you how much I hate Israel. Right. And the guy lights himself on fire, man. Dude, I like that that you called him a role flare because I <laughs> am going to post that to my group and see how much uh, flashback I get on that. Dude, that, that's a good one, man. Sure. And, thank you, man. That's why man. I get the big bucks, Mo. Thank you. Oh, man. You're lucky, <laughs> brother. You know, I was in the Air Force for eight years and I never would have thought about you know, jumping over a bridge because someone said to jump over a bridge. <laughs> right, right. People are crazy, brother. They are these it, days. This is a crazy it, moment. It's the liberal media that has all these liberal woke people going crazy. Man. Well, Mo, I pre- thank you for your service and thank you for the call, brother. I appreciate it. Um, I, I, we were talking earlier about the smash and grabs. And I, I didn't pay much attention to this story, so I'm kind of catching up with this. But I guess uh, somebody, uh, James, you, uh, Don, you probably know more about this. They, they posted a picture of a couple of white chicks in a store somewhere and, and, and tried to make that out to be the face of the smash and grabs. Swifties with, with like, really expensive purses. Mm-hmm. And, and we were talking about, you know, the, the smash and grabs and what's going on. And... You know, I, I, 
I'm just, you know, I, I'm reminded of the old Groucho Marx line, who are you going to believe, me or your own eyes? And that when you see the smash and grabs and you see these big riots going down in Chicago and then they take over an entire neighborhood or an entire downtown and it goes crazy, sorry, but I see a lot of young black people. Uh, we also know now, this is not conjecture, that we know this, that uh, there are smash and grab gangs that are populated by migrants. And I was thinking, this especially about young black people, you know, you, you, you look at what's going on dynamically with the polling, and, and we know that a lot of African Americans are going over to Trump. Now, we, we believe that a fair amount of them are, 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 first off, it started with COVID. They started going over to Trump, uh, you know, in the early days of the Biden administration, especially with the masks and the vaccine and all that. But a lot of folks look at Trump, who are in the African-American community, and say they're trying to railroad that guy like they tried to railroad me. But the other thing you're seeing is a lot of black parents who don't want their children growing up in this culture of equity where your kid is too stupid and slow to do homework, they shouldn't be tested, right they shouldn't have to learn proper english because that's racist a lot of black parents are reacting to that and you look at this smash and grabbers there what's the messaging to young black men right now oh i'm sorry is something happening aoc speaking about oh, Biden. this is precious let's take a listen their fairy tale is what we should call this um but i think more disturbingly what we are seeing is is just a complete uh, an, an inappropriate expedition into uh, the president's son oh, and God. for matters and subjects that are completely unrelated to an impeachment investigation. In what way, and sweetheart? I think it is extremely disturbing to see the lack of professionalism, the lack of grounding, and the abuse of public resources ah. and abuse of, of public power. You're an abuse in of power. To something that truly. Uh, whose point at this juncture is very unjust. Juncture, good word. Mr. Swabo, the Judiciary Committee. Thank you. All right, that was AOC. That's what we just witnessed. Yeah, it's all the Democrats that were witnessing the testimony. Oh, because Hunter's giving a deposition today. Well, she has to do something. She's not introducing legislation or writing any bills. She's not doing her job, but she's got to get some video out. She's got to produce content. Sorry, I didn't mean no, to interrupt you. No, that's fine. I feel a little less intelligent having listened to her. Every time I listen to, to AOC for over 60 seconds, I can't make left turns for like 30 minutes. You know, it's like something in my IQ goes down a few notches. She's hot. I'll give her that. But that's way too high a price to pay, man. I don't know who she's hooked up with. But, dude, we all feel sorry for you, man. I don't want to hear what this chick thinks about anything. A handful of years ago, she didn't know what a garbage disposal was. It's amazing she has both her hands. Yeah, this this Hunter Biden thing is so inappropriate. Uh, oh, they're God. talking about Ukraine right now. Oh, excellent, because they're, that's got that's all about Hunter, right? He made a lot of cash out of Ukraine. These people, man. Maybe AOC will set her ass on fire. Nah, she loves herself too much. You'll never see AOC set herself on fire. <laughs> you know, she invests way too much in Maybelline to uh to, you know, like set herself on fire, man, and waste all that product. What a mo ron she is. Very quickly, the point I was making though about the smash and grabbers and young black children or young black men specifically, what's the messaging to them under DEI? Um, you can't do anything because you're oppressed. Uh, and uh, you deserve to steal because it's a form of reparation. Because more than likely, uh, either whoever owns the shop you're stealing from is probably an evil white person. So, you know, go ahead and break some glass and steal some crap. They called rioting, you know, peaceful protesting during the George Floyd era. So, yeah, you see a lot of black faces, young black faces, when you see these uh, smash and grabs, and I think that's sad. What's AOC got to say about that? 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Going to go home and eat some cereal. (laughs) Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Let's talk about food for a second. 
And James has some fascinating audio we're going to listen to, I guess, from Fox and Friends coming up here momentarily. Uh, it's, I think it's about the, the one of the things you hear a lot from folks is the economy tanks. And, we, you know, we look, frankly, towards an uncertain future. That a lot of people are storing up food, right? Got some food pantries going, uh, food in reserve. Uh, meanwhile, food prices are are going through the roof. Uh, I think the number we keep hearing, James, is fifteen percent, fifteen percent rise in food higher, costs. Higher, higher, keep going. Thirty percent. It's like twenty five. Twenty five percent. I I I told you guys earlier. I went to McDonald's. McDonald's. I went to McDonald's. With my daughter yesterday. The two of us had lunch. Man, it was damn near thirty bucks. And meanwhile, the CEO of Kellogg's, because they, they sell cereal, a guy who sells cereal, Gary Pilnick, wants you to start eating cereal. This is how you handle uh, a food crisis or the, a bad economy. Buy more of my cereal and eat cereal for dinner. How much you want to bet that chicken nugget eating weirdo AOC eats cereal for dinner every day? I doubt it. You, you think, like, I mean like high-end cereal, like expensive stuff. Like stuff that's like gold slogger. It's cereal, but it's got little flecks of gold in it. You can only buy it at like Georgetown markets. Some kasha or something like that. Yes. Some, she drinks that fancy $19, you know, Indian stuff. Right. But, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to eat cereal for that. I, I, one thing I'll say, I, I do know a fair amount of young people. And I, I got, you know, our, our three kids are all Gen Z. And I'm not, they're all good people. I love my kids. I'm proud of my kids. But they all have the diets of nine-year-olds. You know what I mean? Like they, 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 they really live off chicken nuggets, hot pockets. You know, if people were to actually start eating cereal for dinner as a, as a regular thing, Gen Z wouldn't notice because they're already eating cereal for dinner. You know, in my house, we go through so much cereal. I got We got to buy those big, like hefty bag bags of you know the bulk cereal bags. You know, right. That, yeah. that are like the size of us. You could sleep in this damn thing. Mm-hmm. That's how much cereal we go through. And I'm just saying, if you really want to cripple this nation as far as the younger people, take away their Hot Pockets and their cereal and their chicken nuggets, and they won't know how to live. They, they just won't. I'm just saying. Now, what was this audio you had, James, that uh, we're going to listen to? So Fox and Friends are talking about what you're talking about, the rising cost of food. And- right. Pete Hedgeseth, one of the contributors to Fox and Friends, lives in rural Tennessee. Right. And they've got chickens, and he says they trade food with other neighbors, you know, meats wow, and stuff. Wow, they're at a barter system at this point. Yeah, but it, it took a dark turn, but it's funny. Oh, okay. By the way, Pete, how's that project going of keeping all those chickens alive? Tell, <laughs> tell Ainsley about, the, about how your rooster's doing. Tell, 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 well, tell Ainsley about got, the, yeah. the encounter your rooster had what with happened? a 9 millimeter and a shovel. Oh, no. What? Ainsley, <laughs> I have two dead roosters because it turns out the ratio of roosters should be one to six to ten, and I had three for six, and so they were attacking the hens. But I didn't know how to kill them because I'm not an experienced farmer, so I tried with a shovel and I couldn't get their <laughs> Oh my god! Nine mil, and I did it as nicely as I could, uh, and then we got two more, and one of them was eaten by a hawk. So I'm not very good at this, Ainsley, but I'm doing the best I can. He took a nine mil to some roosters. <laughs> yeah, he killed two roosters with his nine millimeter. That's one way to make chicken salad. Oh my god! <laughs> Yeah, I'll be honest with you, because we, we, I know my man Trey talks a lot about this, about being able to live off the grid, and certainly he could. You know, Trey's one of those guys, he and Nancy, you know, they, they, they'd be fine if society imploded. <laughs> it's a compliment to you both, you know what I mean? Like, they could, they could, a country boy can survive. That's the wares, all right? You know what I mean? They could take care of the chickens and, the, you know, and slaughtering the cattle and the beef and all that stuff. Meat, no. I, my family unit wouldn't make it 15 minutes if we had to live off the land. <laughs> I had I had a pop tart for dinner last night. You know, what I mean, we we couldn't do it. I'm just you, saying. You you just went off on your kids about uh, the, right? the diets of nine year olds, and they then know. not even 90 seconds later, well, I had a pop tart for dinner last night. It's called what the hell's wrong. I've with lived you? with Come these. On. I've lived with these people for 10 years. It's called Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> I now also have the diet of a 14-year-old, okay? Oh, man. And I don't know how to, I mean, I know how to fish, but I know how to fish, you know, for bluefish and spot off of Chesapeake Bay. Doesn't mean I can go into a creek and pull something out of it. No, we'd be doomed. We would, <laughs> we, we, 
we, we, we, I don't think we do very well in the out of doors. My family considers camping to be sleeping on the couch. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> what <laughs> so camping is to us. Right. We wouldn't make it, man. We couldn't. We wouldn't mill out of we, you know, we couldn't make like clothing out of you know tree leaves and stuff, and you know, right. I couldn't wring the neck of a chicken, you know, so I could make my own nuggets. And it's just we'd be we'd be done. So we we pray for the continuance of society. My wife's a city girl, man. She's been here her whole life, man. Just you know, make as long as we still got hot pockets and chicken nuggets in the freezer because <laughs> that, that's what our food pantry looks like man oh my god here's what our food here's what our reserve our food reserves look like okay chicken nuggets taquitos frozen taquitos my wife gets this bag of chicken fried steaks or frozen chicken patties you, you get this powdered gravy you can put on it you totino's party pizzas there will be around the campfire yeah, after we've built our shanty, <laughs> naked and afraid, after after society falls, try to cook a Totino's try pizza. Try to cook a, a Totino's fire. supreme party pizza on a on an open flame. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, let's just put on some music and give it up, babies, because we, we're we're not going to make it anyway. Two two one zero two one zero five. That's funny. I bet you'll be the first to go, though. <laughs> well, you know they'll they'll eat. I'm like, go ahead and eat me first. You know, there's right. a lot of lot of lot of like, there's enough for all of you. Quick. You know, and then eventually the cats will eat us. You know, so the food chain will kick into high gear, and mm-hmm. eventually our ten cats will devour us should society implode. So there you go. That's how well we'll do in in the apocalypse. Well, you're right? so optimistic. I'm just being honest. That's all. <laughs> Our diets are like the diets of 14-year-olds. You know, if, if a 14-year-old could eat whatever the hell they want to eat whenever they want to eat it, it'd be us. All right. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The 2024 race for the White House is migrant crime. We have a new category of crime. It's called migrant crime. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah. Crank that up, man. Chair dancing. Yeah. You hear, you, know, the, hear, hear the irony? What? What's the name of the song? Uh, Saturday Night Fever. Staying Alive. Staying Alive, right. Because you can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a ladies' man. But if we had to stay alive, seriously, no. If, if society <laughs> imploded and it was the apocalypse and everything was dystopian and crap, I w- we wouldn't be able to live off the land, my family. We'd have to go full-on Negan and just take other people's crap. I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> little pig, little pig! Need your hot pockets. And I am going to have your hot pockets. Well, you're going to talk to Lucille. Anyway, anyway. Um, Joe Biden. (laughs) What you're going to do is give me half your hot pockets, okay? And if you don't, we're going to have trouble. That's the worst Negan imitation I've ever done. Um, Joe Biden is also going into Walter Reed today to get a health checkup. Nobody knew about this. It's It's a surprise. And uh, we, we were talking, actually, Trey and I were talking about this, and, and, and James, you and I were talking about, let's be honest, if, if Joe had to bow out because of medical reasons. Today's a great it'd be day. A, well, today would be a great day. It'd be a win-win for the Democrats because they get rid of him. Then I guess they can go with Kamala. She can refuse the gig and they can bring in somebody else. But, you know, if, if the, because James made a prediction, and I'm going to go with James, what you said. It's either going to be he's completely, perfectly healthy. In fact, he's got the body of a 29-year-old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or it's, I can no longer do the gig. You know, I got a skin cancer. Or I got some problems so they can get rid of him. You know. It, 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 but if, if, if it is bad medically, he wouldn't be able to do Brownsville tomorrow. Oh, no. And that would that would mean a sad face emoji for Ron. Oh no! No ass to kiss, man. <laughs> Ron, once again, bring some Carmex for when you apply your mouth to Joe Biden's butt cheek. Ron, you're going. Isn't it funny? You're going to Brownsville. Uh, <laughs> Ron's going to be in Brownsville, applying you know chapstick to his lips so he can uh, he can kiss the left buttock. Well, he's hoping. He's hoping. 
He can kiss the left buttock on, on national TV of a racist, white, misogynist, corrupt, establishment white guy, man. But he needs the photo op. It's a resume thing. So, so for one day, we changed the name of the town to Brown's Noseville. <laughs> there you go, Donald. Oi, Don! Oi, Don! I just, uh, you know, Ron, first off, you know, I mean, don't. I, it's too late in the show for me to get serious and, and start calling him out on the deep hypocrisy that that guy just swims in. First off, he didn't give a crap about San Antonio because if he did, if if Ron Ron, if you actually gave a crap about this town like I do, as an imp, uh, a, a transplant like you, I actually do love this town. Okay, you'd be the first one screaming your brains out about closing the border, but we're not actually doing that here. We're not supposed to. It's against state law, but we're acting like when you're shoving migrants into plane, you know, airport hangars. You're pretty much conducting business as a sanctuary city. So Ron doesn't give a crap about San Antonio. I've known that for a while. What he cares about is what's, what lies ahead down the road. He thinks he's going to have a chair at the big table. But know this, Ron. When you are kissing Biden's ass, again, Carmex first. We don't want chafing. Understand, more than likely what's going to happen is Biden is going to feel you kissing his buttock, look over his shoulder and say, hey, who's that? Is that one of them, the one of the migrants? He, he doesn't know is who that, that one of them? Hey, he's a little dark-complected. Must be a migrant. Hey, migrant, if you don't kiss my ass, you ain't, you ain't a migrant. <laughs> <laughs> to which Ron will respond with, got to work out, got to hit the gym. I'm going to be famous. Just saying. Do you know Jalen's jealous that he doesn't get to go down to Brownsville? Rod, I tell you what, I've kissed a lot of ass in my life. <laughs> I think you ought to let the professionals take care of this, Ron. I know how to kiss some ass. I think you know what I mean. I run San Antonio, Ron. I should be in Brownsville. All right. Just... <laughs> so I'm looking outside... See the picture of Walter Reed? Not where? Oh. Up on the screen? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See that Bethesda. blue? See yeah. the blue bucket? Yeah. It's just a Lowe's bucket sitting outside the doorway. <laughs> what the hell? Outside of Walter Reed? Yes. That's the cigarette bucket. That's what that is. <laughs> Probably a couple of joints in there, too. It is D.C. Right, yeah. Mm, Ron's gonna kiss some ass. Ron's gonna kiss some ass. Mm, oh, Joe Biden. Oh, I want to be with you. Mm, love me. Love. I'm Ron. Mm, I have aspirations. Mm, I agree with the utopian dream. I want to be a part of it. Mm, Joe. Mm. You said aspirations. Aspirations. Yeah. While he's kissing his ass again. Wear some chapstick, Ron. And also, you might want to bring. <laughs> You might want to bring a little a little Listerine because it's probably not going to taste all that good. You know, it's going to taste like mothballs and mummy dust uh, when you're kissing Biden's ass. <laughs> what the hell does that even? Mean? Well, it's not going to be kissing Joe Biden's ass. Ain't going to be the most pleasant experience in your life. You know what I mean? Oh man! Yeesh. Okay, just saying. So tomorrow will be a fun day on the air, one way or the other. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how Biden's surprise visit to the doctor is going to go. I, I agree with James. It's going to be one of the two things. Either he's going to be the healthiest president that ever walked the earth. That's what you always But with Biden, it's never just, you know, that things worked out all right for him or he had some success. It's the best ever, man. So he'll either get done at Walter Reed. Oh, my God. Joe Biden is healthier than any other human being who has ever walked the earth. My God. He's going to live longer than Moses. He's so stinking healthy. Or it's going to be, oh, Joe Biden can't. Uh, he's going to have to pull out and uh, resign because uh, you know, he's going to he's gonna have to leave the office because he, he's, he's got some medical issues. He's got to deal he was with screaming for a lollipop after the examination. Do I, do I get a lolly? Hey, hey, champ, where's my little toy? Is Ron, has Ron, Ron should actually be there when he goes in. Ron should just, you know, like, um, 
You know, like when, you know, you remember that famous scene in Smoking the Bandit where the sheriff, where Buford walks out of the bathroom, the toilet paper is still clinging to him and, and trailing. You know, Ron will be that tomorrow in Brownsville. Joe will be just walking around. There'll be Ron hanging off his ass, just being drugged behind him. Hey, who's the dude? Oh, the mayor of someplace. I don't know. <laughs> Kiss away, Ron. Kiss away. All right, that's going to do it for the show. Once again, I want to remind you about uh, my man Trey's uh, sixth annual drive to end hunger. Working with the food bank, they need money. I'm just being honest with you. We all do. It's uh, they're they're paying those high food prices too, and they serve over a hundred thousand folks a week here in San Antonio. And once again, the money stays here in San Antonio. And pretty much all of it goes to actually feed people, not buying cruises for CEOs. Uh, They also will take food donations, and our our sponsors are drop-off locations. That includes John Wayne Service Company, also in part uh, brought to you by the Institutes for Functional Health and the Palais Law Firm. And again, our sponsors are drop-off locations, but the easiest way to help out, and remember this, a dollar feed seven, is go to the website, ktsa.com. You can make a donation there. Thank you, James. You rock. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, Trey Ware, my good brother, Don Morgan. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. Mm-hmm.